So welcome to another episode of the Scott McKenna Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Monday Morning Conversations with Scott and Favel. I think we should have like, I feel like we need a jingle. Something. <laughs> welcome to Monday Conversations. There it is right we there. make our own one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's way cooler when someone else makes it. But anyway, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, we appreciate your ears, appreciate you taking some time. We'll try to make this as useful as possible, but no guarantees because, I mean, I'm not that incredible. But uh, yeah, we're just here again having a little conversation. It's Monday, so back to work, which is always exciting. Happy belated birthday. Your birthday was yesterday. It was. What'd you do, anything? I turned 25. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, you are a quarter of the way there. <laughs> Halfway to 50. No. Halfway um, to 50. I just spent time with family, friends, and... Uh, Got to go to church. I had to do one quick rehearsal. But other than that, pretty normal day. I'm not a huge, like, you know, I, I some people like to do, like, huge stuff for their birthday. I'm not that kind of person. So kept it pretty chill. And I'm excited to be back in the office today. Do you feel wiser? Uh, no. I, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like I can rent a car and in other states now uh, yeah yeah that's yeah. that's like that was like the one <laughs> that was like the one thing i had left off the list like 21 i guess you can drink 18 you can whatever drive i guess but like now uh or 16 you can drive whatever the ages are but like at 25 you can rent a car I've, I've already dealt with that in other states it's annoying that you can't do that and now i can so it's pretty crazy that you can't i mean 20 you can do all those other things you can join the military seven years ago right but no, no, no. Don't you think about <laughs> renting a vehicle that yeah, yeah. you've been driving for nine years. You can like, drink, but you can't. So, don't be renting so cars dumb. now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's Monday. We're back at it. Excited to get back at it. I had lunch today. Kind of started the day with someone. You know how, like, you constantly talk about, eh, we'll get together, we'll get together, we'll get together. You never actually do. I've been trying to get better at, like, when I tell someone, hey, we should get together sometime, really, like, actually doing it. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person that everyone's, like... Yeah, he said he's going to get together with me one day. And like, oh, yeah, me too. He's a, that's just what he's known for. I don't want to ever be that person. Right. So anyway, had had lunch with um, breakfast or coffee, whatever. It doesn't matter. I had a meeting, <laughs> whatever the heck you want to call it, with a, just a young kid, cool, cool kid that's going to school for music. Um, Berkeley, actually, super smart music kid. But per usual, when I start to talk with like people about anything, they kind of like to know kind of how things are going business. And then they a lot of times they get into the topic and the, and the uh, questions of like, why do you do YouTube and, and why does that whole thing happen? And so I started talking about, you know, the whole idea behind what I do and the whole idea of documenting and why I do it and the importance of attention, all that kind of stuff. And then instantly went into how if I was in his position, I'd literally be building the exact same thing because his goal was to be a songwriter, like that he'd love to be a songwriter. I said, like, what's your goal 10 years from now? And he said, I'd love to be a songwriter, maybe a writer for different artists, whatever. So I, so I said to him, which I typically do, like, you know, when you have goals, what are you doing right now to, to get to your goal? And he said, obviously, you know, he's in school right now, so that's a big piece of it. But I said, like, what, what else are you doing that's kind of putting you in position? And he didn't really have an answer right away. And naturally, he's 18 years old. He doesn't have to. But what we started talking about is just how important I think it is for people, no matter what they're starting, whether they're super young or if they're more, you know, if they're older in life and they're starting something new, the importance of thinking right away, what are steps I need to take for me to actually be in a position to do what I want to do years from now, rather than waiting. Like, you know, if your goal is to be a songwriter, you need to start writing, obviously, a ton. And then you need to get your name out there. Mm -hmm. And I talk all the time about how, obviously, the whole point of my channel and everything is 
documenting my journey and making people think of me as the video person when they think of you know they need that they need video and then so I started talking to him about what that would look like for him and then I started talking to someone else recently about what that would look like for them and then it clicked with me even more than it already has of like every single person in every single industry in every part of the world like that's what this is all about it's about chasing like you know Gary says it all the time Gary V I'm obsessed with him um, that we're all fighting for attention and it's so funny how we talked the other day too about how you can relate that idea to every business ever because if you're selling something if you're starting something no matter what it is like at the end of the day you're going to need attention for it yeah i think um i think it's an interesting point with uh with the guy you met with because and it's not his fault by any means it's just like a common thread among a lot of people i feel like a lot of people live a life of like having this mentality like of this like one day mentality or like right one day at a time yeah, yeah or like well yeah not that but more so even like you know one day i'll get there or right, like, right. or yeah, right yeah. around the corner i'll find happiness it's around there like I, i'll get there one day like they have this, this mentality of like one day yeah some people live one day at a time which they should do too but i think they have this mentality of like you know i will get there eventually when instead i think deciding in your mind to just start living the life that you want right away is more is way more powerful to do and it doesn't mean that it's easy necessarily but i think it's it's possible and i think that instead of saying like one day I'll be a professional like why don't you just decide to be a professional and then start acting like one and you will then turn into one just because you've decided to so I think um yeah it's almost like change the mentality of like the conversation should be like if one day I want to be a famous musician what am I doing right now exactly to get there exactly like he, he was saying whoever you were talking to was saying I want to be a songwriter are you songwriting like just right. simple and questions. more importantly, if you're songwriting, does anybody know you are? Right, exactly. Like that, that's exactly. A, that's the thing that I'm trying to push people to is like a lot of people in his you know his thought process was like yeah you know I I'd, I'd probably put videos out once I you know had a bunch of songs and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, but but why? Because eventually when you're a great songwriter, then you start putting out stuff. Right. No one's gonna hear you because you don't have an audience. Right. And it it yeah that's the thing too is I think a lot of people live. It's like they have goals, but they haven't even thought about how they're even going to even start to get there. They think that the people that they look up to stumbled into, like stumbled into that. Yeah, I think it just comes, I think a lot of it comes back to like self-doubt, you know, that like they don't believe in themselves that they've been told that they you know from parents or friends or whoever that like what they want to do is far-fetched or that they can't get there and then that starts to seep into what they think about themselves and and so I think that when you have um, a lot of self-doubt that hinders you from being able to do stuff like even believe in what you can do for yourself and so I think um, instead of being living in self-doubt I think if you can just get up and start doing what it is you've always wanted to do and start living it right then and there. Um, naturally the results will come, but you're never going to get results if you just keep thinking about what you can't do instead of what you can do. Mm-hmm. I got a message from someone yesterday that was like, Hey Scott, I always worry about couples not liking their video or asking for too many revisions. It's more psychological than anything as most couples love them and don't ask anything. 
Just wondering if you ever addressed this. And my response was, if you don't believe in yourself, don't expect anyone else to. Yeah. Like that was literally all my response was. But it's like, <laughs> you have to be, like when I set out to do something, I'm not really concerned of getting the approval of someone to say like, yeah, go after it. Mm-hmm. I'm more just like telling you so that you can know what to expect <laughs> moving right, forward. Right. Like it, to, to me, it's like, and and, I, and it, it, all, it comes down to obviously not being afraid either. Like I'm not afraid that if I tell someone that, I'm going to build a, a humongous production company that it fails. Like if it fails, it fails. Right. Then I'll do something different. Right. Too many people I think are just too afraid. Yeah. To put, even put themselves out there from the beginning, putting videos out of their journeys or this and that. Cause people are like, well, I don't know that much. And people are going to, yeah, well, no one does. No one knows anything. Yeah. Like we all just know a little bit more than someone else. And like, there's no expert in any field. There's just people that know a little bit more than you do at times. And I just love just pushing people to just stop caring as much what people think. Like, yeah, I why agree. do people care so much? They shouldn't. And I think a lot of people listening right now are probably like, "Oh, well, Scott and Pablo, you know, they they they're clearly you know super confident, and they 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 are you know they've always been like that or whatever that you know you guys are thinking." But I think because I get it, if it's difficult to think, you might be listening to us and thinking like, oh, I can't, I can't even think like that. Never even thought that way before. But I think it just starts with small changes in like your everyday life and just starting to believe in what you do. Because the moment you start to actually make changes instead of just thinking about them is when things actually start to change. And I think like Scott's saying, there's, if you don't believe in yourself, then who is going to believe in what you're doing? You have to start with you. And there's no like, there's no way to there's no way to just tell you to be more confident and you can instantly be more confident. Nah. But I think it's important to surround yourself with, I think there's, it's hard. Cause like I would tell you to surround yourself with tons of positive people, but then a lot of people will just always tell you what you need to hear. So that doesn't always work. I would always tell you to be with people that challenge you like crazy, but then you'll find yourself never necessarily feeling like you're doing a good enough job. So it's almost a balance. Like, I have people in my life that I have in my life that really just tell me the truth. Other people that are afraid to tell me the truth, but they're there for other parts of my life. Like it's like trying to find the, there's not a right or wrong way to do it in terms of who to have around you. And, and, but I think like people don't realize how much like their own parents have put doubt in their head. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and the people that are around them and that they're, you know, they're, they're around a bunch of, you know, loser friends who sit around and do nothing. And then they're wondering why, like, they're not feeling motivated. And it's like, cause you surround yourself with people that aren't motivated. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're having problems, like if you're listening to this and you're having problems with like motivation, well, a great way to make yourself more motivated is hang out with people who are like crushing it in whatever they're doing. Cause it's going to make you feel so like lazy in a good way of like, dang, I'm not, I'm just not working hard. Yeah. Yeah. You, you are who you hang out with. And that's just that the truth of it is like, if you want to be better at, let's say basketball, you would want to play with someone who's really good, you know, and they're going to, obviously they're going to crush you (laughs) while you're learning. But like, you know, if they were, you know, being straight with you, but they would teach you just by being around them. And so I think that, yeah, if you are around people that are doing it, actually getting results, not just talking about it, I think then that's when you can actually start to learn for yourself and do, do more things for yourself as well. Yeah, I think, and it's just important to set, I love setting big goals. I mean, I don't really care if they fail, but when people don't shoot high, it's like, don't you want to 
Like, don't you want to do something? Like, it it's crazy to meet people that don't like shooting high because they're, like, afraid of it not working out. And I'm like, right. well, so what are you going to You going to set your expectations, like, super low? That's, like, that just seems super boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I think people, like, they, they think, I find it, well, I don't want to say funny. I find it, like, interesting, I guess, that, like, people, I think people think that, like, their decisions about their life is in other people's hands. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, well, you know, if my circumstances were different or if like my parents were different or if, or if my f- family and friends or if like the, the job I had was different, like all these things that like technically you decided to put yourself into the most mm-hmm. of the situations itself. Don't, and trust me, I, 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 I want to be like respectful of people that have certain situations going on that like, you know, s- that are tough and not easy, but like you can decide to get out of it. That's ultimately your decision at the end of the day. Yeah. There are absolutely people that are currently in crappy situations but the whole thing is everyone is in those situations at one time or another in different ways. Yeah. And you could, you know, show me 20 people who grew up with a terrible, terrible living situation and made amazing things out of their life. And then you could find 20 more that do, that do nothing that like, yeah. And, and the tough part, and this is something that, you know, is the harsh reality for a lot of people to hear is like, it doesn't really matter what your upbringing was or what anything, because, at the end of the day, if you start a business or if you are trying to do big things in life, no one, like, how do you say this nicely? No one cares at all what situation you were in. Like, it's hard, but it's the truth. Mm -hmm. Like, no, no one cares, meaning it doesn't affect the result that you have in, like, life or business and all that kind of stuff at the end of the day because the people that actually buy products or buy into what you're selling, they, they don't, they don't care as much as you'd hope that they would. Yeah. And people are less interested in you than you think. Like in the nicest way. I mean, mm-hmm. that. like, like if you, when you walk into a room, sometimes you think like, oh, everyone's looking at me. They're really not. Like no. <laughs> majority of them are not looking. And, and so I think what Scott's saying in that sense is like when you are doing things in life, like there's less people watching you than you think. And you can be more confident in yourself than you feel because there's less people watching you. You're like, don't get me wrong. There are people watching you, but there's a lot less people than you think. And you should be able to be confident in yourself rather than worrying about what they're worried about. Cause a lot of the time they're worried about something that they're worried about for themselves more than mm-hmm. they are for you. Yeah. And I've also found on that same topic, especially people that are creating for YouTube and all those things is it's so important to not also be like the biggest critic on yourself because especially when you're creating stuff for other people to consume, most times the things you think are awesome end up getting no sort of traction. And then the opposite happens that you put out something that you're not happy with whatsoever and it becomes super popular and you're like, okay, so clearly maybe it's better to just constantly do more things and try more things and put out more things and do different things because other people are really the ultimate ones that decide if the work you're thinking is so good or so bad is what it is. Yeah, that's true. It's that's why I like just doing random stuff all the time, like this podcast. And like, if, if you, if you hate it, like, that's okay. I didn't say you had to love it. And if you hate YouTube, the YouTube stuff, it's like, I don't know. It's just funny. Anyway. So, um, I went, that was, that was good. I went deep. It tends to happen with the microphones in your face. (laughs) So I put out a video uh my channel that's different than anything I'd put recently. Um I did a five tips to improve your 
improve, I don't know what it was called, five tips to get better smartphone video, whatever. And it was interesting because when I was putting it out, I was thinking to myself, this is so different than what I normally put out because of the fact that, you know, most subscribers to my channel obviously know those kind of basics, but realistically they don't. And yet it was the thing that was most shared from anything that I've currently put out on Instagram, on Facebook, the most saves on Facebook, all these kind of things. And it got me thinking, I want to be known in 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years, whatever, as a video, not even professional, but like I want to be known, like I've talked about a million times, I want you to think of me when you think of video. And one thing that I've kind of been going really hard at is the idea that I need to educate all sorts of people on video, not just people that are currently like at my level or just below my level or above my level, but I need to... I need to create more videos that reach mass audience, not for the sake of views and subs, but for the sake of the same people that I teach to do basic things with their phones, which in turn gets them to see more, get more videos out of them doing things and talking about things. The more that they see results from that, the more that they want to get deeper into video. I want to be the person that they're constantly looking to for all sides that everyone's, we all start with a smartphone and with the basic things. Oh, yeah. And then we graduate. We graduate to, I'm really into this now. What camera should I buy? And then, hey, I just got this new camera. What editing software should I use? And then, hey, I'm now thinking about starting my own production company. It got me thinking of like this whole full circle thing that I want like me as a person to be think, like to be the person that you think of for all things video mm-hmm. and be able to have a whole collection of things on like on my website, on the YouTube channel, everything that is for the whole person that is into video yep. on any form. Yep. But it's like a weird, a lot of times you think really hard about your current audience that watches, but then you realize the reality is more, more people that watch your channel are not subscribed. And most of the people that are subscribed don't even watch. <laughs> so it's like this weird thing of what what do I create? And it's also why I don't overthink what I create because mm-hmm. the audience is so different. Yeah, I think be, going simple is always a good way, like a safe way, let's say, to, to go when you're creating content or educating because you have to know who you're talking to. So you're talking to the world, and I would say majority of the world is simple. There's very mm-hmm. few geniuses. <laughs> There's very few people that are like insanely excellent at what they do like they they are they're they're out there i'm not saying that i'm just saying that there's majority is definitely more of a simple person most people like scott was saying they have a cell phone that has a camera on it that you know if you want to communicate with them you want to share with them something simple and i think that if you talk like he was saying talking to people in a complicated way about everything that's you're 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 actually going to reach less people because when somebody doesn't understand something or they're confused they do nothing Mm -hmm. they don't they don't take it in a lot most people will kind of just be like "Ah, I don't get this and walk away from it and I think that when you communicate in a simple way in any way if you have a recipe that you want to teach somebody if you could talk to the majority of people simply it'll get to them or if you want to talk to them about a problem you're having with them or anything like that keeping things simple I think is the most important thing because you'll get the most amount of return from people if you keep things simple I would say yeah, I mean, and, and and the geniuses that know everything, they're not watching your video anyway. <laughs> no, so it's like I'd rather yeah. I'd rather help people in the more basic form. I'd rather 
my primary audience that watches and consumes anything that I put out, more times than not, it's people that aren't yet at like whatever I'm level I'm at. Right. And it's not about that I'm even at a, a huge level. It's about the fact that most people like they're watching my channel to learn what I they think I currently know. Right. It's exactly. not the opposite. So no. like me overthinking, putting out a video that's on how to set up your exposure on a camera that I'm just like, who doesn't know that? Well, right. here's who. Millions and millions and millions and millions of people <laughs> yeah. don't know those basic things. Right. Because the geniuses of the world are busy, I think, creating systems for the people that are simple. Yeah. They're the people that make you know, the McDonald's of the world, they created a system so that people can buy into it so that they can have a system that works for their company or uh, people like who make maybe Mark Zuckerberg who makes Facebook. He's a genius, but he created a simple platform for people to be on. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of those kinds of people are out there doing things. So the majority of your audience, people that are actually consuming, they're simple people. And so if you can communicate simply, I think that's the way to go. So on the topic of YouTube, you made some big moves camera wise i did so what what I is a uh, what so you switched the gh5 i did i did which is awesome yes what's kind of your uh thought process behind everything hmm. well, other than me just non-stop telling you that you should switch to it yeah yeah well so I, I, for the camera people out there i originally started my vlog on a canon 70d um, then for a year, then I moved the second year. This is kind of like in year intervals, it feels like. So in the second mm -hmm. year, I had Sony A6500, which was good. And then I moved to now a GH5 Lumix, uh, Lumix GH5, which um, we use for all our weddings and corporate work and everything at our company here. So it's it's been cool to... It's been cool to actually like, and I've only had it for a few days, so it's, it's still fairly new from a vlogging perspective, but I'm very excited about like... Obviously, with with vlogging and with YouTube, my my most important thing is the story. You know, the message that I have to to give, and whether you know that can be a different, very different, various of different things throughout the days that I'm vlogging. But I love, obviously, as a filmmaker, to make things as high quality as possible. And so I think with this new setup that I have, I'm excited to actually be able to do that because a lot of the time I knew what I wanted but sometimes with you know a Sony a6500 you can only get so much they're great cameras but there's there's only there's limitations and I think that with this new setup I can now finally um, I can up the quality a little bit while keeping obviously story as the most important thing so what'd you buy <laughs> what I buy the GH5 yeah yeah I said that right yeah but what else did you like to, you didn't people don't People don't know what lenses you got. Oh, the lenses. Sorry about Come that. Come on, all Sorry the gearheads that. that are listening to this right now are like, like Ooh, getting excited. Gear, gear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a Lumix GH5. I got a Leoa 7.5 um, 2.0, right? How do you say it? Yep, super wide. Super wide. millimeter equivalent. Incredibly wide. So that's really good. Then I got a 25 millimeter 1.8, which has some nice, like, wider, but, like, really good for B-roll segments and stuff. And then I also got a 75 millimeter 1.8. So um, three lenses at the moment. Uh, if you are a GH5 person and you know this, they're incredibly small lenses. So from a vlogging perspective, it's great because it fits right in the backpack, super simple, and it creates a really, really beautiful image from all uh, perspective. So I really, really enjoy what I have. I'm definitely going to... Um, what's it called, invest as time moves on and get some more other lenses that have some lower f-stops there. 
as we move mm-hmm. as we move on here but little by little and i think this is a great start in the in the new direction of this year i'm excited so how are you enjoying your uh, newly acquired manual focus vlogs <laughs> um so far it's been good it, it's it's been different because obviously you know if you're a filmmaker you know that sony's have incredible autofocus and so I've always had that and that was like one big thing that I really enjoyed having is I could point my camera at something and it would focus on it and that was great. But now having autofocus, I have to keep, or manual only, I should say, um, I have to keep that in mind. And and I always like, I want to make this clear, whenever we're, you know, doing what we do from a filmmaking perspective, whether it be corporate work or weddings, I, when I'm behind the camera, I like to have all manual everything because I like to be in control of what I'm filming. But from a vlogging perspective, obviously you like to have entirely different, totally different. So it's weird in ways, but like I'm getting used to it. Um, and, and I think the real honest answer is just that with all the perks and all the pros of having a GH five from a B roll standpoint and just in a lot of other, uh, we can talk about that forever. We have a lot of videos on it, but (laughs) if, if from that perspective, I think that the, the trade-off is just huge. And so I can deal with manual focus just because of everything that I get. Yeah. It's so it's, and that's, I can't stress it enough to people just how, and believe me, I would know. There is no perfect camera that exists for vlogging, for filmmaking. There's, there's no perfect camera no matter what, especially for vlogging. There's no perfect camera. Right. I've had every single model multiple times of the same models that everyone would ever consider for vlogging. And every single one of them, I could tell you exactly what the pros and cons are of them. And I always, at the end of the day, like after everything I've went through, I'm on a GH5. Like... It's And it's not at all that the GH5 is perfect. It's that you have to decide what kind of content you create, whether it's for vlogs or whether it's for commercial work or weddings, whatever it is. You have to decide your current situation, what you're looking to do, and make your gear decisions based on that. Yep. It's easy to be like, I love Casey Neistat's vlogs, and he just used the 70D when I first watched him. And that's fine. But he's an incredible storyteller. You're forgetting that you're not necessarily watching that. So a 70D might not be the best for you if you want to do something else. Mm-hmm. You may say, I absolutely love you know, the autofocus and the Sony thing. But you may be someone like me who really needs longer form recordings for things like podcasts and for weddings and for different things. You may be someone that says the GH5 is horrible because it's terrible in, in low light and I need a good low light camera. That could be super important to you, so that wouldn't be a good choice. But then you look at us, and it's a great choice for us because we light everything. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, you have to really make decisions based on like what is the best camera for you and the stuff that you do. You like to do a lot more, you know, uh, uh, cinematic type of stuff in your vlogs and all that, where the GH5 is phenomenal for that. It's like it's okay for you to not necessarily always have great autofocus right. because the the trade offs are more important. Oh yes. And for me it's the same thing. It's like what am I I could have a little RX100 and essentially do the majority of a lot of the stuff that I do, but I'd have to keep fighting limitations of recording times and overheating and and the the lens being wide and audio and there's just no perfect setup. And instead of looking around when you're looking to buy new gear of like what is everybody using? You have to keep in mind why they're using that setup. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend the GH5 to anyone who is new into wedding cinematography if they don't like th- if they don't light things. Like they're terrible in low light. Oh, but yeah. that's but we light things. Everything. And it's like we used to have all Sony's. We've changed things and now we like the GH5s, but you need to think about why do they use that camera? 
is that my similar situation? Okay, then maybe the camera makes sense for me. Yeah, it's true because, and that's the perspective we take with everything. Like a lot of people obviously know me and Scott for doing video. And so they come to us a lot of the time and ask questions along the lines of, hey, I'm thinking about maybe getting into photography hmm. or getting into video and, and, and what should I get? <laughs> As if that's an easy answer. But we, our question right back to that majority of the time is, well, what are you trying to, do? what are you shooting? Like, what are you filming? Like, what are you, what are you taking photos of? You know, what do you want to do? And most importantly, how much you want to spend. <laughs> like, that's, that's true. Cause there's a huge variety. So I think you have to realize what it is you want to do and what you're going to use the gear for. And that will decide what it is you buy. And it's important to realize that you don't, since there is no perfect camera, you can't, people that buy a camera and say, you know, I want it to be great with photo and video and I want it to last, you know, the next five, 10 years. Like it's not going to, no. you're going to evolve as a filmmaker and as the type of work you do that the camera that worked great for you for a while is not going to. And you have to just realize that that's the, that's the reality of this kind of business is that it's expensive stuff, a, and nothing's going to last forever with the way the technology moves. I mean, the GH five in three years will be like, dude, do you remember when 4k 60 was all we could shoot in? What a like, joke. <laughs> it's just, it's going to constantly change. And, yeah, that sucks. And no, you don't have to always be keeping up with the stuff. But it's like if you're just starting out, do not stress the kind of camera you're looking that you're going to buy. Like buy anything you can afford. Doesn't matter the price point. And do what you can with that until you start to see. Because once you start to see the limitations of a camera, mm -hmm. that really helps you decide like what the next camera is going to be. Mm -hmm. Because we saw the limitations of the Sony thing from the, you know the record limits with weddings and all that kind of stuff. And now doing complete commercial work, we realize there's lots of pros to the GH5, but there's also some cons we still would like to have on different things. For We're sure. waiting for the perfect camera to come out, and it's not going to. So all we keep doing is evaluating year by year with what we're currently doing for the price we're charging in the environment we're shooting. Do we have the perfect camera for what we need right now? The answer is yes. Is it going to be next year? I don't know. Hmm. I haven't seen the A7S three. I haven't seen the GH six. I haven't seen like I don't know. Yeah, I think I think the 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 where we've come to me and Scott is that every camera has something. Yeah, <laughs> and and like in other words, like something wrong. You know what I mean? Like there's never a perfect camera. So I think our answer to that is the GH five has the least amount wrong with it. <laughs> the least amount wrong with it for what's important for us to lose. Exactly right. If you want low light and autofocus, don't choose GH five. Those two things are not that important from a commercial side. Yeah. So everything else, we're happy with. Perfect. But yeah. you could say the exact same thing for a Sony. You could say the exact same thing for a Canon. They're all great cameras. I think too many times we get caught up in just the conversation of I don't have the right gear. Hmm. So when I get the right gear, I'll start putting videos out here or I'll start doing this or I'll start charging more. Believe me, you can shoot with an A6300 and charge $10,000 for a wedding if you use it right and you're good at editing. Like, oh yeah. It's don't let the gear side of it steer you away from thinking that like you can't produce the same amount of quality. Are there rare rare occasions that like someone actually pays attention to what you're shooting with like gear-wise and that's important? Sure. But I think people make that into way bigger of a conversation thinking that I just need something that looks better when I show up for this and mm -hmm. At the end of the day, people most times don't care. They don't know anything. Nope. You'll hear comments like, oh, yeah, my son has a camera like that. You may know that's not true, but like, it, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, 
there's so much more to it than the camera you have. Oh yeah. And that's the, that's for client work. This is, you have even less of an excuse if you do just vlogging or something yeah. because you have a phone. Or weddings. Like no one, like the only person that knows your gear at weddings is maybe the photographers. Maybe. If that, hope, like, maybe that, maybe that's like a, that's like, yeah, exactly. So but I the feel bride like, and groom definitely are not starting to shoot and they're like, that's a really not good camera. Like they don't know that. Right. Or they wouldn't hire you in the first place. Exactly. But yeah, it's also the same conversation that you can buy a red tomorrow and not shoot any better than when you had a A6500 if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So I think it's a good way to end the podcast. Just don't overthink your, it's 2019. A lot of times you're kind of reevaluating stuff like Pablo is reevaluating his gear for his vlog and everything, but that's natural stuff. He's changed because it made sense for what he was looking to do. And he also has hundreds and hundreds of videos of experience on his channel. So he was looking for a new situation for his, but don't feel like when a new camera comes out, when a new company switches to this or changes to this, that you need to change. Like just, just keep creating and then, then decide when, when you're all rich and have zero money issues at all. Like I hope to one day have zero issues. I still won't have the perfect camera. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, none of us are going to be ever be in that situation and don't go crazy trying to overthink it or else you'll just never, ever, ever be satisfied with what you actually have. Mm-hmm. And that's the, biggest thing that I think I'm learning is every time I buy something, I'm like, this is really, this is everything. This is exactly what I've been looking for for a week and a half. And then I'm like, Hmm, wonder if there's something better. And then on to the next. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I'm trying to get better at that. And that's, I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, I've all GH five. So at least I've narrowed down that side of it of like, I think they're I think they're perfect for what I currently do. We'll see. It. Anyway, thanks for listening. These are always going to be random, so expect that. Mm-hmm. And if you would love us to talk about random topics, tell us what random topics maybe you'd like to hear because these are going to be kind of scattered hopefully every week. And then we're going to do other podcasts that obviously will interview people and that will be more to a specific topic. But I really just like the idea of brainstorming and hearing perspectives on things. So if there's any specific things you'd like us to talk about for next week's, shoot us a message. It can be to me, it can be to Pablo, it doesn't really matter. Just make sure that you let us know that it's like about the podcast. That way we can hopefully mark it down somewhere and and talk more. So so thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your week. Make sure you kill it this week. And if you're not doing something you love, figure out how you can put yourself in the position now to start getting to a spot that you actually love what you do. I love Mondays and that only happened ever since I started really doing what I love. So if you hate Mondays, rethink what you're doing and then figure out how you get there. Right. That's it. That's it, folks. Thanks for listening.